Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. And now, across the virtual oaken desk, is Johnny Rage. Hello, Dags. What's up? What's up? I'm just enjoying a little beverage here. What are you drinking? Desani. Okay. Hey, you know, Diggs, you probably don't even know this about me. It's a little-known secret, but I've been, I moonlight as a model, um, and I finally got my – I've always wanted to be like Marky Mark and be an underwear model. That's kind of the ultimate model to be. Would you agree? Yes. Well, I finally got my shot. I'm officially an underwear model. Depends. I, uh, I start with the pens next week. <laughs> You saw that coming, didn't you, Dave? You're just well, brilliant. Anyone could see you coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a boxcar to lug me and 10 girls to hug me. Hello! Welcome, friends. Welcome to the Amish Baby Machine Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Johnny Rage, you're on the road, aren't you, right now? I'm on the road again. I can't wait to get back. I'm on the road again. Yes, I am. I, I like to pot and drive. It's, it's, um, there's something about that. It's powerful. I told you about that before, but you know, last episode digs, uh, that I was a part of, you know, I broke down the, uh, Burger King, incredible burger. You remember that? You recall that impossible burger or impossible, whatever they call it. Um, I gave it rave reviews, you know that, but I thought, you know what? I want to know if I was just hungry that day and cardboard would have tasted good. I went back again. I didn't tell you this till now. This is kind of breaking news for you. Wow. Do tell. I went back, I, well, I went back again because I thought, come on, is this just a fluke? Did they give me the wrong, uh, you know, did they actually give me a real hamburger? I knew they didn't. So I went back, and I think that's important. Uh, to kind of do another taste test, I still give it high marks. So Whoa. It, it's, it's got the endorsement. Now, here's a question for you, Diggs. Let's say there's a brand new restaurant that opens up. Um, and you go there, and you're maybe not all that pleased with the meal. Do you write it off, or will you give it a second opportunity to, to uh, give it a try? Typically, I'm one and done. Really? So there's no margin of error for a restaurant. If they don't perform on that first time, you're not coming back. Now, let me ask you this. Is it service more important or the food? So if you had shitty service, a delicious burger, 
or an average burger with really prompt service. They're filling your pop. They're they're hooking you up. Oh, by the way, we had this uh, extra apple pie. Do you want a piece of it? That kind of stuff. I'm thinking here because I've had both instances occur, and I think um, I, I guess I would lean more. I'd be a little bit when it came time to tip. I would probably forget about the sh- the crappy hamburger if the service was off the charts. So I would have to say service means a lot. And and I what what I don't like is we have this talk about how waitresses just automatically to me when a waitress enters the 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 equation they start at zero for their tip. My brother and I, brother-in-law and I talk about this all the time. He says they start at fifteen percent. And then you base it either higher or lower. I say no, they start at zero and work their way up. What is your thoughts on that, Dave? I would say they start at zero. So you're kind of like me. You're a you're you're a big fat zero. So you're just like me though. You basically think they come in and they start at zero and work their way up. No, actually, I don't even, I don't even think about it. I mean, I just want, when I'm there, I want, you know, to bring the the drinks right away, the, the water, whatever, get the menu. So as, as far as giving it a score, if, so you're saying 20%, let me, help me out on the score there. Well, I'm talking about tip percentage, not score, but tip percentage. They all start out with zero tip. And you typically tip 20%, correct? No, not necessarily. It's up to the waitress. They start at zero, and they have to work their way by their service and what they do for me up to 10 15 or 20%. Do you, do you ever have that fear, like if you give them a shitty tip that it's going to get back to you somehow? Never. Never. Um, now that in the Minneapolis area, they actually raised the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour, the biggest group that was opposed to it was bartenders and, and waitresses because they felt like big time was going to affect their tip. And because the old adage is they're not getting paid that much, you have to tip them. Well, why isn't the restauranteur paying them what they're supposed to? Why do we have to subsidize the income for the bar, for the bar owner? You know, so I'm pretty, I, I'm not a huge fan of tipping. So Is it because you're cheap though? You're cheap. No, because if I do have a waitress or a waiter, even a waiter that stands out as, as fairly decent, I, I, I'll give them, I'll, I'll tip them. I just don't like to automatically give them 15% just because you're supposed to. To me, it's like, no, you have to earn your keep here. So, but I don't know. But now, Diggs, I had the Impossible Burger. I had it for the second time. And off air, you were talking about how you went back. Tell us about your experience at the White Castles. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, waitress servers. Remember, okay. when it, remember when it was waitress and they'd have the name tag? And what will it be, mister? And then it turned into servers. And then remember, they'd stand and take your order. They'd write it down on a pad. Right. And then the pad went away. And they would kind of crouch down and get like to tabletop level and talk to you. Right. And then they would sit next to you. And then eventually I don't remember and, that. Yeah, remember the she'd kind of flirt with you, the the server, and they'd sit right next to you. Now, are you sure you were in eating
sitting on a massage parlor. Well, then after, <laughs> then she just sprawls herself across the table, knocking <laughs> shit over and stuff. Yeah. I don't think you're at a restaurant. I said, I'll take the sushi. That, you know that reminds me, though, you're driving? Yeah. I had uh, on my uh, air drums in the car, I had arranged the crash cymbal because I kept hitting the windshield. Oh, I don't get it. Do you have air drums in your car? No, no. You don't? I, I, it's, it's, I'm focused on the task at hand and that's keeping the vehicle between the lines. You were born without a sense of rhythm. No, I, uh, Rhythm is going to get you tonight. Dave, you know about my drumming career. I oh. Drum. Why are you so jealous of me? You, you know that I'm a drummer. I had a set of drums, you know? Um, I have drumsticks all the time. They're uh, in the freezer section of the, uh, of the get grocery store. I pick them up and eat them. <laughs> you know? You know? Hey, hey. <laughs> so what's going on in your world, Diggs? So you wanted to talk about the Impossible Burger, the Whopper, and then you were talking about me having the Impossible White Castle. Yeah, tell me about that, because I had it too, and give me your thoughts on round two of that. So I revisited the Impossible Slider at White Castle. Why? Let me ask you why. So I just got off of work, and I have a long journey in the buggy. I work at the food court, and I had to drive all the way home. And I work weird hours, so I'm hungry. I'm, what is something that you can get? And you don't want to get out because you're in your goofy uniform. You don't want people making fun of you, so I want to drive through. So I'm thinking White Castle. That and a million other restaurants, but yeah, go ahead. Right, where else? Well, Burger King. I mean, who doesn't have a drive through You act like that's breaking news. When I'm getting off of work for dinner, I'm not going to have, I want something a little out of the ordinary. Okay. So I went to White Castle and enjoyed five impossible sliders. Oh, you rolled with five. Well, I normally go, wow. with, I normally go with 10 cheeseburgers. Right. But I, I can see maybe supplementing a six pack with one, but you rolled with five. I do not want to taint the meal experience. Okay, so tell me about it. You have five? So my normal order is 10 cheeseburgers, steamed, no pickles. Wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of meat you're eating. It is. And it's, it's, a, it's a life hack I want to tell the kids. When you go to White Castle, have them steam them because they normally don't, and that melts the cheese. I thought that was a- I thought that was your secret little method. They steam all that stuff. No, they don't. Watch them prepare it. They take, okay. they take the onions, they put it on the grill, they put the meat on the grill, and then they put it on the bun. They have a little steamer box. It's kind of like a, one of those little pizza ovens. Okay. So next time you're in there, watch it. They, if you request it, they'll put them in the little steamer tray. Okay. Now, and, is, that, is that after it's cooked for your... Correct. To, to, to melt? Okay. Okay. And that, that's right. what happens when the cheese and the meat and the onions have that orgy of flavor and everything gets incorporated. Wow, it's what a fantastic. It is. It is erotic. So the whole thing of White Castle is the smell, the smell of it. 
yeah. and enjoy the smell. So you get you get the bag and you put it in your car, yeah. and then your entire entire car is just wafting with the odor of White Castle. Yeah, yeah. So that was the I fir- know it well. Yep, that was the first problem was that it didn't smell the same. Ah, okay. You know what I'm right off the bat. Yeah, it had an off smell. It had kind of kind of like some seasoning salt or something or Lowry's or some sort of it didn't smell right. Normally, why don't we why don't we roll with 10 of them? You only went you scaled it back to 5. Because if you remember the impossible slider is like three times the size. Oh yeah, thickness. yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, that's right. Yeah. So right off the bat, I didn't smell the the menagerie of the powerful melding of all those flavors. Yeah. Onion is the main thing, but it's kind of a beefy onion, <laughs> deliciously beefy onion smell. So yeah. I had this weird spice smell. It didn't smell right. Okay. So that was a red flag. That's critical. That's critical for White Castle. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's just like anything you like. The the smell is the first thing that attacks your senses. Right, right. So then I got home, and I took a bite of it. Oh, wow. You waited. Wait a minute. Let me interrupt you. So are you, you yeah, let wait. me ask you this. Hold on. Are you yeah. a car eater? Oh, God, yes. Especially White Castle. They're made for the car. Like, are you a, t- well, like, if you get home, are you a stand and eat person? Well, well, I mean, that would depend upon the occasion, but if I'm by myself, absolutely. I don't need to uh, sit down. Yeah. See, there, there's no better car food than White Castle hamburger. There's no, be- no, no, no better food. Um, oftentimes I'll buy seven of them and I'll say to myself, gosh, can I eat all these? And then before long, I'm going through the empty boxes, just hoping there's one left and there's not. You're like, dang, I ate all seven of those so quickly. So, um, no, White Castle's a car food. I can't believe you could hold off with discipline until you got home to eat those White Castles. It's the anticipation. Did you have French fries? Tell me you didn't wait on the fries, though. Nobody can wait on the fries. I'm a, I'm a purist on the White Castle experience. Yes. No fries. I've often thought the powerful smell of French fries and Twizzlers, we could use that in Guantanamo Bay to make those prisoners speak. If you speak, we'll give you some Twizzlers and just wave it in front of them. The smell is so powerful. And, and French fries, just kind of just put them in front of their nose and you'll have everybody talking and, they'll, and just with Twizzlers and French fries. So I, I, I'm amazed, Dave. Absolutely amazed at your discipline. If you cannot reach it, tell me you grabbed one, one fry. Did you just hear what I said? I do not. I, it's very minimalist. I have 10 cheeseburgers steamed, no pickles. That's it. Oh, you didn't have, okay. You didn't have the fries. All right. But, but, okay. All right. So go on, do tell. So one of the things is I like the smell and I like to see it too. I like to see my meat. Do you like to see your meat? I do, but I was arrested once for it. Was it in a movie theater? <laughs> was it Ernest Goes to Camp? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. That's a whole private little incident. I can't, re- I can't expose that. Private Idaho? Forgive the, forgive the pun, but I can't expose that. <laughs> I, do, I like to see my meat. It's like in the movie theater. Yeah. If you have something that's like a food item, 
you know, more than a snack, it throws off the thing because you're eating it, but you're not seeing what you're eating. Right. Kind of like cigarette smokers. I'm convinced they like to see the smoke when it blows out. That's why they can't smoke out in the wind. So. <laughs> no, that's fact. I, I, I think that's factual. I believe it. it uh, smoking is the whole experience. Right. And the, the camaraderie of smoking is cool, too. Right. Because, you know, when people huddle outside and they talk. and Yep. And you know, there's, you, you know what they're talking about when they're out there, how they're going up to the casino that night. <laughs> they always go to the casino or bingo, and they're talking about it in their breaks, and they come back and talk about it again. Are they going to win big? So, I'm going up there to that Grand Casino. Last time we went up there, that wasn't good last time. I don't know how much they always tell you how much they won, but they never tell you how much they lost. But So, Diggs, I'm curious about the Impossible Burger. Get back I'm, to just, it. Yes. So, the experience... I do not eat in the car. Okay. okay. I take it home. But the problem is, is the, the proper timing because you want everything at the proper temperature. You don't want it cold. Right. Right. So I like to set up shop. I sit in the recliner. You have the pop set up. You have the, the sliders ready to go. Yeah. So there was five impossible burgers right off the bat. The smell wasn't right. Okay. Okay. And I took a bite and it, they weren't good. Oh, you had you had five left, five and a half to go. Yeah, and the cheese. The problem is they use the smoked cheddar. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, a lot of times when people try to go fancy, they'll have like a grilled cheese, but instead of bread, they'll use Oreos and they'll use some German cheese. You know what I mean? They change it oh, up wait, too much. Wait, 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 but but go back to White Castle. Why is smoked cheddar a bad thing? When has that ever been bad? God damn it! Would you listen to what I'm saying? Yes. What I'm trying to say is, you know how they like have a grilled cheese and they use a weird cheese and weird bread? Yes. So yes. the basic, the best cheese to use in a burger is American cheese because it melts properly. When you use a cheddar, like if you try to use a real cheddar, it gets greasy and it doesn't melt properly. So the, what I like on the cheeseburger on the White Castle is I like the melting. I like the, the melting of the meat, the cheese, and the onions. The problem is with the Impossible Burger is you have that plant-based burger that's not really melting much, and then you have that smoked cheddar that didn't melt, right? And there wasn't a proper amount enough, there wasn't a proper amount of melted onions in there, sautéed onions, so you didn't get that whole flavor. So I did not like the Impossible Slider the second time I had it. So were you able to stomach all five or did you toss them? No, I would never throw away food. I eat everything. You did, but it was you just kind of had to gut it out. Yeah, it's the the old joke, you have to eat it. I have to eat it. I got it. I'm not throwing away well, food. Well, you know, that that's why I go back to that Whopper. I had the White Castle one, and I, I thought the White Castle burger paled in comparison. It tasted like a cardboardy, sandy, gritty flavor going in. And then when I swallowed it, the aftertaste, that's where I got the, the meat flavor, but it was, it was tough going. And that's why we get back to that Whopper. And I don't want to beat a horse because I did a complete review and you can go back to a past episode and listen to that. But I'm wondering if, if Burger King's deal isn't the fact that they're cooking it, um, they're charbroiling it with all the regular hamburgers and some of that juice and stuff is deliberately being passed on to fool people into the, how it's really not that good. We got to get to the bottom of this, Dags. This is important stuff. 
Yeah, I was disappointed on the White Castle because I love White Castle sliders. So I tried it twice. I do not think I would get them again. Well, you know, again, why would you go to White Castle and not get the official White Castle slider? I'm, I'm disappointed that you bought five. I mean, I can see maybe trying one, but to roll with five of them, it's like, wow, what were you thinking? You weren't thinking very clearly. Yes, I was. I was committing. I was powerfully committing to my, my cause. The pop culture podcast known as the Amish Baby Machine, the most powerful podcast ever created. Make sure you guys follow us on the internets, on social media, Twitter at Amish B Machine, Instagram, Amish Baby Machine. We're on YouTube, like our Facebook page, and please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. A five-star review is powerful, and what it will do is unlock secrets to the universe. A great way to support us is through Patreon, patreon.com or AmishBabyMachine.com. We have a powerful link there. Also, don't forget, we have powerful merch. Our powerful logo is on everything, mugs, T-shirts, hoodies. Make sure you support our powerful podcast. Check out our merch. Links on AmishBabyMachine.com. And it's funny you said you went to White Castle at night. Does anybody have to explain when they're at White Castle? Is it even open during the day? (laughs) Everybody. Their business hours are what, like from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m.? That's when they do the bulk of their business. I told you about that. I was kicked out of Lake Castle once, remember? Because I was sober. They said, hey, get the hell out of here. We can't treat people. We can't serve people like you. So it's a, it's a tough place, tough crowd, man. But I do like White Castle because they experiment and they introduce new foods. I like that. And that uh, powerfully segues... This powerful episode when we're talking about food, that Taco Bell is really changing things up. Beginning September 12th, Taco Bell is changing their menu. Do you want to know what's going away? Yes. All right, here we go. Going away. By the way, I did enjoy some more impossible meat at a different joint. Speaking of Mexican food. I had okay. a Qdoba. I don't know if it's a local joint. I don't know if it's national. They have impossible meat you can add to burritos or taco bowls. See, now that really is kind of like the old deer meat scenario. You really can't tell it's meat because you've got so much other stuff on it. So I, I don't think that's a good comparison to say whether it's good or bad. But was it good or bad? Or did, did you do it? Did you put the impossible on there? I did, and I can tell you, you can tell the difference, and it's horrible. It does, oh, you it, can? Yeah, okay. it does not work well. Normally, I go with the smoked, you know, roasted chicken, okay. and that's good, or a steak, you know, when I get okay. that kind of stuff. The Impossible yeah. Meat did not work with the taco bowl, you know, the rice bowl that I normally get. So that's two strikes against the Impossible Burger for you, Impossible Meat. Yes. Okay. So back to Taco Bell, the beefy mini quesadilla. Quesadilla is how I pronounce it, actually. Have you enjoyed the beefy mini quesadilla? No, not a, I've had mini quesadillas, but not. that's not one of my standard issues at Taco Bell. Beefy. Um, when, when, you go, when you go, Diggs, to a fast food restaurant, do you step outside of the box and order 
or do, are you kind of, do you have your tried and true that when I go to Taco Bell, I get this, when I go to Burger King, I get this, or do you stand in line endlessly wait, holding all of us back from our main items, trying to decide what new and different thing you're going to try? Well, first of all, I don't stand in line. I don't dine in. I have a great joke when they, when I go in, they say, is that for here to go? And I go, it's for over there at the tables. I'm for here. <laughs> or I say, I'm, I'm here to go. <laughs> How many people uh, okay. dine in, do you think? What percentage? You know, that's a great question. And that's going to have to be answered and investigated right here at Amish Baby. I would say. Say Amish Baby Machine. You always say Amish Baby. It's Amish well, Baby suppose- Machine. Can I say ABM? Because yes, ABM is cool. A lot of the kids, a flock of Amish are seeing ABM. I know. I know. I hear. Um, You know, I I would, if I were to guess, I'd say the drive up uh, is probably, I'd say 75, 25, 75% drive and 25% uh, dine in. Now I was told by a Ute that, that I knew he worked at a fast food restaurant. They are, under the gun when it comes to the drive-through, they focus on the drive-through, not the dining in. So when you, if you want fast service, even though there's a long line, they'll take care of you quicker in the drive-through than they will dining in. That's what he, that's what he told me. I don't know if there's truth to that or not. Oh, I totally believe it. They actually get timed on how long their drive-through time is. And they have to do it in like three minutes or something like that. But, so I'm going to say 75%. Um, I mean, for a restaurant, not to have all that dining area, they'd save a lot of money. You think they'd want to gear it more toward the drive-through. So I'd say 75% drive up and the rest dine. You've heard they purposely make it uncomfortable so people don't hang out there all day. At the McDonald's and the, the, the fast food joints or any restaurant in general? Fast food. Yeah, well, that doesn't shock me, yeah. They they pitch the tables and the chairs forward a little bit? Do they really? I never heard that. They, I know they've got those ones that are like the pole goes into the ground and you can't move the chair front backwards or anything, and it's too close to the table and my gut hits it. So, yeah, it works. I can't stay long. Yeah, the Mall of America, last time I was there, the chair is very uncomfortable and they're kind of pitched forward so you're not relaxed. Okay. So back to Taco Bell and the Taco Bell drive-through. I do like yeah. to enjoy new things. Today I went okay. with today I went with Chilitos today. Okay. Not with Impossible Meat, though, right? No. Okay. While we're on the subject of Taco Bell, I also like Cheeseritos. Are you familiar with those? Wow, you really go through that menu at Taco Bell. I've got my go-to item. Yeah, you're very boring. Yeah. See, I'm very sexy, very adventurous. That's why people love this podcast. Uh-huh. And I put people like you, dull people on, that it kind of just accentuates the power of me. Yeah, so I make you look sexy is what you're saying. The way to look at it is that you're very dull and, and very mayonnaise, and I'm very just sexy and right. powerful and it just accentuates it even more like anywhere i'd be i would be but it's even accentuated even more i make you look sexy because the mirror doesn't right <laughs> the mirror doesn't lie <laughs> oh, Jesus. uh so anyway okay 
Uh, what else is Taco Bell doing? And chips and salsa. Is it salsa? Salsa? Chips and salsa. No more. Really? Okay. Can I say something, Diggs? Yes. I didn't even know you. I didn't even know you could get chips and salsa at Taco Bell. Yes, because and I, and I have, because of your boring menu choice. I don't. Yeah. No, you're right. What is your go-to can, menu choice? I get the um, nacho nacho bel grande, and it comes with a uh, a taco and a diet coke. Wow. Yeah, that's that's living life too. Sometimes I add a second taco when I really feel wild. Hard shell. Oh yeah, it's got to be a hard shell. Supreme. Taco Supreme, yes. But what I like to do oftentimes too is go get their box. You know how Sly, uh, White Castle's got their box of of sliders. Taco Bell has their box of twelve tacos for like twelve bucks or something like that. So I roll with that as well. So I do vary a little bit, very little. Is it possible so, to eat a hard shell taco at Taco Bell and not have all the shit fall out of it? Well. The same thing with a Burger King Whopper. Is that possible to, to eat that without having something slip out of it? We should have like a contest, like an Olympic contest, whoever has the fewest leaves of lettuce and onion laying around themselves as the winner of that. That would be a good contest. To have. Are you and I? Well, we got to get out there. We got to get you into your puppetry yeah. too. Yeah. Johnny Rage is a master of puppetry. I am. Um, I made my debut with my bunny rabbit. Um, and no, I didn't, I didn't pull out the pockets of my jeans. Um, remember that old joke? That was a, ever that was a kiss, turtle you made. Yep. You ever kiss a, you want to kiss a bunny behind, uh, in between his ears? And then somebody would say, yeah. And then you pull out your two pockets, the line of your pocket. <laughs> it's very offensive. Oh, you're offensive Dags. What else has Taco Bell got? Chipotle, Chipotle chicken loaded griller. Is that coming or going? These are items no longer available. Going bye-bye. So give us what they're going to bring in. Just shut up and let me talk. Double-decker yeah. taco, no more. Oh, that's sad. Now, here's one that I enjoyed. You probably never had, though, because you're very boring and mayonnaise with your choices. The Cool Ranch tacos. Very good. Do you like cool, do you like cool Ranch Doritos? I do. I do. You should try them before they leave. Yeah. They're delicious. Also, the fiery Doritos Locos Tacos, which I enjoy too. Gone. The wow. double tostata. Gone. Wow. A power menu burrito. Very powerful. And the XXL grilled stuffed burrito. All gone. There's a sense of sadness that's overtaken me. It is. It is. It's a powerful restaurant. I enjoy their, they, they uh, think outside the bun too, don't they? Outside the box. They offer new choices. So is there anyone in particular that hurts you the most? You know, none of those are my really go-to, but I do, I do enjoy Cool Ranch. But I like the regular nacho too, Doritos. Okay. Yeah, as long as they don't take my nachos bel grande, I'm I'm fine, and that must be a top seller. I single handedly must to keep that in stock for them. So, but let me interject here: if you had two 
restaurants next to each other, one being Taco Bell, one being Taco John's, which one would you go to? Taco Bell. Really? Oh, I disagree. Now, are Taco John's, are they uh, nationwide, worldwide? Um, I think so, because they've got that great television commercial. Feliz Navidad! Of course, that doesn't mean anything. You can do that with regional, but... Keep, keep singing that. Feliz Navidad! My, my, my nephew listened to that song. That's Trini Lopez that sings that, by the way. He thought it was Police Shot My Dog. Police shot my dog. Da, 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 da. Police shot my dog. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was Jose Feliciano. No, that's Trini Lopez. Trini Lopez. Um, Feliz Navidad. De cueros, to Mexico. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. How many days till Christmas? We start so you don't out? think it's Jose Feliciano that sings that? I know it's not. It's Trini Lopez. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Now Maybe you'll have to check out le- the show notes. We can leave it at that, and I can look brilliant, or you can actually look and expose me for the fraud that I am. Which, which way do you want to go? Uh, we'll, we'll look up the dumbness of you. So, Taco Bell trumps Taco John's, boy, that would be a great um, Twitter ask. What's the word I'm looking for? Poll. Poll. Taco Taco John's eggs or Taco Bell. I, I want to know. Let's get let's let's do a poll. Find out. Can you do that for me? I could do that, but I don't. I want to know is Taco John's worldwide, nationwide. Why does that matter, though? Just well, It's here locally. We can enjoy the mirage, menagerie of it, like as you just said earlier. So how many choices are there, though? There's not as many choices as Taco Bell. But, I mean, that's they just we don't need all those choices. Have you ever been to a potluck and everybody brings something? Well, you, your space is limited on your plate. You don't need everything. And that's what Taco John says. You don't need everything. Now, meat and potato burrito is my favorite, and that is my go-to there. I don't need chalupa, chalape, Chewbacca. I just want my meat and potato burrito with a pot and some potato olays. They don't cloud your thought process. They don't have to, because what they do, they do it well. Where Taco, Be- Taco Bell is across the board. See, I would love to be like you, so simple. It's got to be wonderful. Because you're not distracted by things and you don't wonder about stuff. It's beautiful. Thank you. Now, I, I don't I know if you're familiar it. with the big chicken war going on, speaking of fast food, but between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's, their sandwiches. No, I, no, tell me if I'm wrong. I heard today that Popeye's absolutely sold out of everything they had. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw one, one video where someone was bringing in a raw chicken to have them cook it up. <laughs> So tell me more about this, because I just got a little taste of it. They were talking about Popeye's, and I was talking about Chick-fil-A. I said, I've never had Popeye's, supposedly Popeye's unleashed uh, a brand new, or debuted a, a brand new chicken sandwich. And I'm like, didn't Popeye's always have one? It just seems like they would have. No, they didn't. Okay, but 
I, I don't know how it stacks against Chick-fil-A, but I've had the Chick-fil-A sandwich. And Chick-fil-A is one of my top three foods. So uh, that might have to that might have to be the next episode as I review the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Yeah, but with the the way the things the way things move so quickly, it'll it'll be gone by then. Oh, they're only doing it for a short period. No, but you know how things blow up on Twitter. They trend, and then before you know it, they're gone. But it okay. says here that uh, Popeyes may have started the uh, viral chicken war, but one Chick Fil A location, according to the news here, looking up Fox News, has a story on. Chick-fil-A director's peace offering to stressed out Popeye's employees goes viral. So there's a shot of a Chick-fil-A director was caught handing out chicken sandwiches to Popeye's in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina to help the stressed out workers across the street. You know, Chick-fil-A is always doing something like that. They had protesters, you know, they're a Christian organization. You got to love what they, their principles, whether you agree with them or not, they stick to them and they don't open on Sunday. And they say, by the way, that cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. But there were some protesters protesting against them. And the manager came out and gave every one of them lemonade. I mean, that's just how they roll. So that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, what, the big thing about Chick-fil-A is the customer experience, too. In terms of what? How well you're treated yeah, there? Yeah, they treat everyone well. Well, the one thing I don't think they treat you well about is if I can talk. I do love Chick-fil-A. I love what they stand for and everything they encompass. But they claim they have unlimited pop, but they don't advertise that, okay? And they keep it behind the counter. And I'm convinced they do that deliberately. So that because I think most people feel foolish asking for a refill. Absolutely. Or they and so Every time you go up there, though, they kind of look at you like, oh, another one? You know, we're Burger King and McDonald's just, ah, you know, ice falls all over everywhere. You just pour your pop. Sometimes it's the wrong one because you looked like you were hitting the Diet Coke, but it's actually the Fanta that was next to it. So you dump it out and you start over again. But but Chick-fil-A is so much more. I don't like that about Chick-fil-A. That's the one issue I have. Give me my pop. Okay, don't. Don't hold Pop hostage. Pop shouldn't be treated like that. Let us indulge in our Pop. Now, let me ask so, you this. Yes. Pop machine, you have free access to it, correct? It's in front of you. Yeah. You have a Pepsi and a Coke. What do you go to? Oh, no, hands down, Coke. Hands down. That's easy. Now, what fast food, what fast food has the best Coke? Well, they claim... McDonald's does because McDonald's actually uses um, silver tubes, chilled silver tubes that feeds the um, the syrup to the pop machine, and they chill them. And because of that, they have the best tasting pop of any of the fast food restaurants. There's a secret formula to how they're serving uh, the pop to you. I agree on that and too. And there is a there is a difference if you ever go to Sam's Club and drink their Diet Coke. It doesn't have that pop or that crispness or even that cold temperature. But that's what McDonald's does. And McDonald's doesn't hold it hostage. They're proud of their pop. Hey, have it. You know, you don't have to go back behind the counter. Can I please get a refill? And they roll their eyes at you, Chick Fil A, like another guy that wants a refill. You know, 
So now we're gonna have to open up on Sunday to make up for the difference. No, that, that's kind of what you feel like. But I, I, I enjoy Chick Fil A, but that's the one strike I would give them. Give me my pop. And I, and, and McDonald's has the best pop, no doubt. And it's it's Coke. It's not Pepsi. Now I remember uh, talking about the customer experience. Burger King went through a phase where they had popcorn, and they would bring you the food at your table. Well, I, there's a lot of restaurants that still bring you your food at your table. Um, I don't remember the popcorn era. When was that? The popcorn era was in the 80s, I believe. They had videos were huge, you know, all the rock videos, music videos. I remember they had screens. They had popcorn. Jazzed it up, you know, made it fancy. Made your Burger King okay. real fancy. Now, when you look back as a kid, can you remember the first... Or what comes to mind, maybe you probably can't remember the first fast food restaurant you went to, but in your memory, in your collective memory, what stands out as the first fast food hamburger you ever had? What restaurant? Burger King. Okay, mine would be Burger Chef. Do you remember Burger Chef? It's funny you said that. I was going to say Burger Chef. The beauty of Burger Chef was the condiment bar. Correct. Have it your way. Well, no, that's Burger King. I'm sorry. Uh, But it was still have it your way. You actually. Burger King was hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders don't upset us. All we ask is that you have it your way. And they also have two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, pickles, onion, cheese on a sesame seed bun. Very effective uh, marketing campaign because I still remember that. But Burger Chef, you just got the plain burger, kind of like Fuddruckers, if anybody knows what that is. Fuddruckers kind of took it to the next level. But Burger Chef was, that was our go-to when I was a kid. We always went to Burger Chef. Powerful, powerful episode on powerful fast food. If you're a fan of the Flock of Amish, if you've been here from the beginning, you know you know we love fast food. We want to thank everyone that listens to this powerful episode. Johnny Rage, did you have a good time tonight? I had such a good time. I worked myself into a hunger. I think I'm heading to uh, Burger King right now or Taco. I'm going to go to Taco Bell. Can you do me a favor? I can. Can you order something different? Um, and bring it to you, maybe. But no, I got to go to my standard issue. That's just how I roll. No, but add something to it. Because, I mean, just like you add to your gut every day. Add, order something different, plus what you normally get. Well, they got rid of all the stuff, so there's nothing left but my but my item, and that's it. So, welcome to Nacho Del Grandeville. So, go there and ask for a Cholito. Okay. Wonderful okay. Cholito. I enjoyed a couple of those today. I'll give it my best, eggs. I'm not promising anything, though. I'll just do it. I don't have time for this. Just do it. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.